This is the final word. And good evening. I'm Jenna Harner. Welcome to The Final Word, the show that invites you, the fans, into the conversation. You can get your opinion on TV right here every Sunday night. And let's get started by introducing you to tonight's three panelists. Please welcome afternoon host at 105.9 The X, Mark Madden. You gotta love pit basketball, Jenna. Very predictable. They win a couple games, pits back, pits back, then splat. <laughs> Not a great showing the other night for sure. From our partner, DKPittsburghSports.com, Dan Kovacevic. Jenna, the Penguins have the second worst goaltending in the NHL, but I'm here tonight to talk about the worst goaltending in the NHL. Intrigued to hear that. And also from DKPittsburghSports.com, Chris Carter. Yeah, Pitt basketball stunk, stunk up to high heaven, but Pitt football had a great showing in the senior bowl. It looks like they'll have six players drafted this year. Really exciting to see those prospects. Well, some of the topics we will be talking about tonight. The biggest surprise about the Penguins team so far, what the Pens need most in a general manager, realistic expectations for the Steelers in free agency, and Major League Baseball's proposal to shorten and delay the season. But first, tonight's big topic, the Penguins 5-3-1, despite not playing well at all and being decimated by injuries on defense. What is the top thing the Penguins need to do differently Differently on the ice. Mark, we'll start with you. Uh, their goaltenders need to stop the puck more. Their goaltending stinks. I don't know what Dejan's going to say later, but it's the worst <laughs> goaltending in the National Hockey League. Second worst. Uh, Casey DeSmith just isn't an NHL caliber goaltender. He's an adequate backup, but the more he plays, the worse he's going to do. And Tristan Jari has just been hot garbage. He's way too deep in his net. His stick skills, which we heard so much about, have abandoned him. Uh, if the Penguins don't get better goaltending, they are not a playoff team. Yeah, I think a lot of people were surprised to hear about Jari's start to the season and what he's done so far. Day in your thoughts. In a normal setting, Jenna, I would say yes to all of the above. I think everything's been wrong with the Penguins to date. But now, now missing five defensemen, Mike Sullivan has no choice but to emphasize playing in their own end, being more diligent, which means, you know, <laughs> I know, not giving up three it's, on O's. It's, it's cute that you and, say that like it might happen. And everything. But the thing is, Mark, is he's done it, and he did it la early last season, and it worked. Now, it wasn't with the stars in the lineups. You're going to have to get everybody to buy in. Either that or play like they did the other night in the third period against New York, uh, where you're actually skating hard and making it through the neutral zone uh, with a purpose, connecting on passes. The Penguins just have to be better at everything, and yes, including goaltending. Well, their last 11 minutes at New York, they were played fantastic. perfect hockey. Yeah. They yeah. played yeah. systematic and they played discipline, yep. but the problem is that's not their default. That's their desperation. It move. has to become that, though, Mark. It that's won't. the thing. It's, it it's there. It we just it. won't. We saw it with our own eyes. It's got to be in there. That really was probably their best stretch of the season we've seen them play mm -hmm. so far. Chris, your thoughts? I mean, I'm where Dayon's at. The, the, when they turn it on and they get until they look like they're working within a system, that's what they have, kind of hockey they have to play. It's unrealistic to expect uh, the Smith or Jari to step up at some point and become some supreme goalie at this point. You're going to need to play more consistent hockey in front of them. I know they're, they're facing a lot, a lot of problems with getting personnel out there, but the bottom line is, is that you're going to need to rely on your guys until that, that group can get back together. You're going to need to rely rely on your your front your top six to get out there put more goals on, on the on the on the board and hopefully keep the pressure off your goalies all game yeah but Jari's got to be better than this he's supposed to be better than this he was a top 10 goaltender in the NHL last season he's capable of it 
Yeah, seems like night and day from a season ago. Seriously. Well, a reminder to keep the comments coming. You can find us on Twitter at WPXI Final Word on Facebook at The Final Word. And now it's time for five words. Give us five words on your biggest surprise from the Penguins, good or bad, not counting the resignation of Jim Rutherford. From our friend Joey Bag of Donuts, POJ is looking very good. We'll let you have POJ as one word this time, Joey. Also from Twitter, defensemen going down one by one. Well, that would be six words, and so two minutes in the box. Also from Twitter, no surprises, old and stale. Mark, your five words on your biggest Penguin surprise, good or bad. Well, first off, I knew the marks out there were stupid, but I thought they could at least count to five. My five words are Cody Cece and Chad Ruedel. The defense has been riddled by injury, and those two guys are very bottom-tier NHL defensemen, but they are both getting the most they can out of their talent. They're being reliable. If every Penguin was getting as much out of what they could do as CeCe and Ruedel, the Penguins would have an even better record. Dan? Let's not forget Pierre-Olivier Joseph. And yes, Mark, Pierre-Olivier counts as one word in French, so I got five in there. Uh, he has been outstanding uh, in his very short time uh, that he's been up. It has me wondering what he did wrong to not have been considered going into this season when the Penguins pushed him all the way down to ninth or 10th on their depth chart. Uh, that's been a very pleasant surprise for the Penguins. Negative surprise, the top six. Yeah, he's been very impressive so far. Chris, your five words. No consistency, but still winning. That's what we're talking about here is you're, you're finding the Penguins, finding a way to scrape out wins. Eventually, that's going to go away. But if the Penguins can get it together, if their top guys, as Crosby and Malkin, if they, if, they can, if they can get the team together, we've seen them turn around seasons before. I think it's impressive that they're still winning in these games and that if they can get the kind of turnaround we've seen them get in years past, that could be the key to getting this team around. And you're going to be really thankful that you got all these points early in the season when you weren't playing well. Yeah, and picking up points, especially in this shortened season, so crucial. The Penguins take on the Rangers tomorrow night at Madison Square Garden. The Pens looking for the replacement for GM Jim Rutherford. What do they need now in a GM? On Twitter, someone who knows the balance between style, fit, grit, and analytics. The panel debates it next on The Final Word. To the final word, I'm Jenna Harner with Mark Madden, Dane Kovacevic, and Chris Carter. Staying with hockey, it's time to find GM Jim Rutherford's replacement. So what do the Penguins need most in their next general manager? Dane, we'll start with you. Well, I, I would say you're looking for somebody who can build a foundation, ideally. I don't believe that that's what the Penguins are going to do, though. I think they're going to go out and find some old Dale Talon type that's going to come in and just basically be a continuation of Jim where he's going and he's just finding places, getting a feel for the room and trying to add here or there, or, uh, shake up the chemistry and stuff like that. To me, the Pittsburgh Penguins, the franchise, not the current team, the franchise needs to build from the bottom. We just seen the New York Rangers do that. Yeah, with a little bit of luck with the lottery, but there's a guy there named Chris Drury who's pretty close with USA Hockey who had a big, big part in that. I wouldn't mind seeing him get interviewed for this job. 
From Twitter, someone with creativity and a sense for what the NHL will look like into the future. Chris, your thoughts? One thing I want to clear up, and I guess this is a question directed back at Dayon, does building from the foundation mean giving up on this group right now? You don't because have to that, do that. No, nah, you can be the Bruins. You know, that's you, what I'm asking. Yeah, I mean, the Bruins have an older core than the Penguins do, but the, all they've done is just constantly augment underneath them. That's And that's where I'm going with this, is that when people hear that, Dayon, and the same thing goes in all sports, when they think rebuild, build, rebuild foundation, or build the foundation, they're thinking to tear everything down. Like the Pirates. Yeah, exactly. rip it all up. Yeah, <laughs> Every year. Yeah. Um, but but that's the thing. People are thinking that, that doesn't mean that's not what Dayon's talking about. What he's talking about and what I think that he's that he's right on is you can still add pieces to win right now, but in a sense that you're not just investing in win now. These are pieces that you're looking to put together for the long term. Mark, your thoughts, where should they look for this next year? It GM? depends what the Penguins believe their team is currently capable of. If they think the championship window is still open, they're going to get a ready-made, relatively experienced NHL GM like Adele Talon, or my pick would be Ron Hextall, if that's what they prefer. But their window's not open. They think it is. It's not. The locker room isn't supposed to think that, but the management's supposed to. They should hire a guy like McFarlane, the uh, assistant GM in Colorado, or Mellonby, the assistant GM in Montreal, or... They could let the interim title stay on Patrick Alvin all year mm. and hope that the New Jersey Devils don't re-up Tom Fitzgerald, the former Penguin assistant GM, who I think is a perfect fit for this franchise, and it's a shame he didn't stick around. At one time, the Penguins had Garen, Botterill, and Fitzgerald all queued up under Rutherford to take the job, and now they're all gone. But uh, I think the window's closed. They don't, so I think they'll get a guy like Hextall. See, if it's Hextall, though, Mark, give him credit. I mean, he's the one that brought all those young players into Philadelphia to, to you know, bring under Giroux and Voracek. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Hextall for either reason. I just said I would pick Hextall yeah. mm -hmm. if that's the kind of guy they want. Yep. I'm just not sure that's the kind of guy I would want. I would gamble and wait for Fitzgerald. Well, from hockey to the Steelers, everyone's talking about quarterbacks. Art Rooney hinted that the team could be moving on from Connor earlier this week. But what's the most realistic expectation about how the Steelers will approach free agency? Chris, we'll start with you. Well, you, you got to look at what the what the, the field is right now. Everyone in, out here was saying, trade for Matt Stafford, trade for Matt Stafford. Then you see he goes for two firsts and a second and, and another quarterback and, you know, and a third. It's it's ridiculous. People the, To trade to get the Ben Roethlisberger's replacement, you're going to give up the assets that you need to build around whatever quarterback you bring in, whether it is Ben Roethlisberger or another veteran or a rookie that you trade up to get. The problem that the Steelers have is right now is they need to invest in their offensive line and they need to invest at running back. Now, what's going to be very interesting is this free agency market, there's going to be a lot of cuts I see coming across the board. A lot of teams are in the Steelers situation where their cap is way overboard. That's where you're going to see them make some moves and say, hey, maybe you can get a cheap deal from this guy who got cut from this team, bring it, bring him in and then make your moves in the draft but I don't see any aggressive moves as far as get it replacing Ben I think they're going to stick with him for sure the cap situation for most teams this year a very interesting one from Twitter the draft will be the way to fill positions because of how the salary cap is free agency won't produce much unless guys restructure their deals stay in your thoughts I think you have to keep the defense together as much as is possible. Uh, you know, Art Rooney threw a pretty big hint in that direction, saying that he'd enter 2021 with the same team he had in 2020 if he could. 
And, you know, obviously everyone's going to jump all over that because of how it ended. But I think he was referring primarily to the defense uh, that was the engine for them starting off 11-0. and uh, You want to keep as many of those guys as you can. To me, that means Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton. I don't know if it's realistic to do Bud Dupree. I would do that as well. I would prioritize the defense over the offense and let the offense get replenished through the draft. Mark? The Steelers are a lot closer to having the bottom dropout than they are to being a Super Bowl contender. Whatever they do in free agency and in the draft and making trades and Ben coming back and Ponce getting talked into coming back, it's not going to be enough. The team won 11 games. Yeah, they started 11-0. Big deal. They lost five out of six. And that elite defense that Dayon wants to keep together has allowed an average of 43.5 points in its last two playoff games. The Steelers will finish under 500 next year. Tomlin's first losing season. Bet that. Well, okay. well, well. Now I mean, I mean, both of those defenses were like depleted, but 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 I but I, but I hear I hear you out, Mark. They they are they are in a place where they need to have some serious people step up, especially without Bud Dupree. For a decade, all I've heard is yap yap yap, excuses excuses. <laughs> okay. Next year, the bottom drops out. We will have a whole lot to talk about this in weeks to come. I am certain. Now we'll turn to baseball, though. A proposal to shorten and delay the season, but pay the players in full, expand the playoffs, have the DH across base. Ball, the players expected to reject it. Mark, your initial thoughts. I wish they would play 200 games so I could see how many the Pirates could lose. Uh, it doesn't matter to me what baseball does. Baseball doesn't matter in Pittsburgh. I, I couldn't possibly care less. I think the common sense thing is to put the DH in both leagues because people want to see a hitter hit and not a pitcher hit. 154 games, yeah, why not? Pay the players in full, yeah, why not? But really, who cares? Well, from Facebook, less games for the Bucks to lose. No pay player plays a full season anyway. Dan? I'm going to be the kid on the playground who sees two other kids squaring let, off and getting ready to go. Let me salary cap. And say, fight, 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 fight. You know why? <laughs> because Mark Madden wants a salary cap. That's why. He won't shut up about it. He keeps talking about the salary cap. He's hopeful that it'll happen. Uh, in all seriousness, baseball is broken. It's completely broken. The more these two sides fight in a labor year, the closer they get to a cap. I'm 100% in favor of anything at all that causes a disagreement between the owners and the players. Gee, never saw that coming. Did not see it coming. <laughs> Chris, your thoughts? Forget about the, you know, the union talks. Listen, the one thing I have a problem with this is having a universal DH. I get what Mark's saying. It, it definitely brings the money in the eyes. But no. If you take the field, then a bat you must wield. You better, I'm tired of pitchers being it's able to Peter get out of Gammon's this. It's Peter Gammon's kids. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying, man. I'm tired, I'm tired of Universal DH. Get that out of here. They should go to having no DH at all. Make pitchers hit. I know, I know that's not the answer everyone wants to hear, but it's the truth. <laughs> we stand for the truth. You gotta love it. Well, when we come back around the horn on any topic, the final word is next. It's time now for the final word. Everybody gets a chance. Chris Carter, you're up first. First of all, rest in peace to Mrs. Rooney and the thoughts and prayers for the Rooney family. But my final word is about what Art Rooney was talking about this week when he spoke to Pittsburgh media. 
I trust the Roonies in their decision making. People thought that they were crazy for re-signing Cower at the, at the end of the 90s and going into the early 2000s when he had losing seasons. People thought they were crazy when they said, when they said hey, uh, you know, you got, you got to draft Ben Roethlisberger and, and went against Cower who wanted to draft an offensive lineman. Time and time again, the Roonies have kept the Steelers in the right way. When they say, hey, if Ben wants to come back for less money, do it, and we trust Mike Tama moving forward, I believe them because they've kept the franchise run the right way, and I'll stick, I'll stick with that until I see different. Mark, your final word? These Roonies ain't those Roonies. But my final word is the Penguins have many flaws, and they are great. But they're 4-1 in games that have be gone beyond the regulation 60 minutes. They have trailed at the second intermission of each of their last three wins. They were tied at the second intermission of their two other wins. These Penguins are heroic in the clumsiest of fashion. <laughs> they never cheat you for effort. They don't give up, and uh, there's a lot to be said for that. Now they need to just get more systematic for 60 minutes every night. Dan, your final word? They also need, as Mark powerfully suggested earlier in this program, much better goaltending. The worst goaltending in the NHL is being committed by Matt Murray up in Ottawa. And I'm here to tell you that if this were Matt Murray right now playing for the Penguins at the same level as what we're seeing from Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith, the town would be crushing him. As it is, everybody kind of likes these guys. And Jari was, you know, he's still the cool kid. We, we all got behind him. It's not important. What matters is the results. The Penguins aren't getting good goaltending. They're not getting anything close to good goaltending, and they're not going anywhere without it. Now our final word from social media. Thanks to GMJR for helping Pens win back-to-back -back Stanley Cups. We will never forget those years, and he will be missed. Amen. Mm -hmm. And finally tonight, mental health and the conversations surrounding it are so important. Earlier this week in the hockey world, there was the spotlight on the Bell Let's Talk and the Hockey Talks Break the Ice campaigns, both which bring awareness to ending the stigma associated with talking about mental health. Right now, more than ever, it is so important to know it's okay to not be okay and to check in with those you love because you truly never know what someone is going through and how much of a difference your words could really make. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great night.